Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm hoping Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. She's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. Maybe there's a chunk of us that really suck as human beings. Maybe that's a reality. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Or maybe it's not. It <laughs> depends. Not part of a Russian disinformation effort. As much as the media's <clears throat> Iron Dome defense of uh, Hunter Biden was in full tilt just a month ago, no, he is in deep kimchi. He is uh, he is in trouble. And um, and uh, Donald Trump today has spent the day essentially just railing against his Attorney General William Barr for not letting everybody <laughs> know. And, uh, yeah, no, I understand. If I were Trump, I'd be pissed off about it, too. The last guy got all the breaks. Trump got screwed at every turn by his uh, his intelligence uh, folks. And, uh, no, he didn't get the favors uh, that uh, that the previous administration got. But that is uh, that is life. It ain't fair. And so, mm-hmm. too bad. And I understand I've been getting all sorts of people saying, oh, my God, the streets uh, over the weekend look like, uh, look like Berlin in the 30s and with brown shirts everywhere because the Proud Boys are now fighting the Antifa in in Washington, D.C. The Proud Boys are drunken, violent louts, and Antifa are moronic, um, you know, up-educated faux terrorists, and uh, they're in fisticuffs. <laughs> they deserve each other, mainly. Right, they deserve each other. They, you know, I, don't, I'm not, I don't care about Proud Boys beating up on Antifa and vice versa. <laughs> in fact, you know, I, I, I basically, if you're anybody... Who in this crowd? In these crowds, uh, you know, goes up behind somebody and sucker punches them, and then somebody, f- other drunken louts, track you down and beat the crap out of you. Eh, I'm fine. I don't care. It's not the 1930s you know, because half of the country now is being shown this for the first time. People are saying, "Oh my God, there's violence now." No, there's always been violence. Antifa's been pulling this crap for years. Portland's for years. been in a state of uh, constant low-level right. war for a couple years now, so. So I'm not concerned. It's fine. Do it all, whatever you need to do. I don't care. <laughs> well, right. it's annoying when it bleeds into other people's lives. Like if you're trying to eat at outdoor dining in D.C. Right. and the street fights disrupt your meal, that's when I have a problem with it. Like leave the normies alone. Just do your Oh, stuff. totally. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. But I'm so like, I'm just so all over 
having to, you know, deal with, and it's not even having to. I don't have to. But unfortunately, in the, in the media, it is. I mean, I've, I know people who are in the media who never at all through this summer even acknowledged the presence of Antifa, or if they really even exist. And they listened to wacko leftist media who said, said in fact, that it was right-wing people who were torching all the buildings, mm-hmm. trying to blame it on the left. And people just want, people have decided that this is what they want to believe. They, everybody picks out their own customized fantasy land, and they <laughs> populate it with whatever facts and made-up characters <laughs> help to confirm their own biases. And so we go, and nobody ever learns anything, and whatever. Whatever. It's not, you know, that's your problem. I'm sorry about that, you know, if, if this is the kind of thing that uh, that gets you. That said, I have been uh, going back and forth with my friend Steve Schmidt from the Lincoln Project. Alice, you saw this? Mm-hmm. And Steve Schmidt is now, of the Lincoln Project, they're, they're courting the AOC and the squad. So, in other words, they don't have a, they don't have a, uh, a raison d'etre mm-hmm. anymore. Now that the Trump election is over, these guys need a new gig. And so they're trying to throw in with AOC and the squad. It's not going to work. These guys, the, no. the, you can only, the Lincoln Project, remember, uh, are, it's a group of people who, this is the pitch, who as a matter of conscience had to, had to push back against Donald Trump and were willing to fire on their own in order to do it. Yeah, because he was just so beyond the pale. Exactly. So they had this conversion, this conscientious conversion, and now they're looking to have more conversions for more money in other races, et cetera. Right. But you, Unfortunately, you, the left is going to go through, and they're going to find Rick Wilson's tweets, and they're going to remember that he had a Confederate flag cooler, and they're going to find, who's the other one? Is it Ben Howe, who was tweeting it? Yeah, the, all the these C-word at women. They're going right. to find reasons to cancel these people, too. They're not immune. They're going to be the first well, to not get only, canceled now that Trump's gone. Well, like, not only that, but... These guys are supposedly avowed conservatives, and that's all you need. That's all you need. These mm-hmm. aren't guys aren't. I mean, I'm sure they. W- I wouldn't put it past them. These guys are not democratic socialists. These yeah. guys I mean, are. They the probably enemy. espouse it if it would make them some oh, more money. Would, Look at Jen Rubin. But it's right. But it's not going to work. Well, she's lost her mind. That's a little bit different. She's literally taken every opposite position than any position she's ever held, right. just because Trump dared to take. Right, the and that's different. But anyway, but it it is funny. Alice and I were talking about this, and Steve Schmidt. You know, he was. He's. You can check it out on Twitter. He's. He's tweeting at me, but really he's tweeting at AOC. Uh-huh. And uh, I just essentially called him. Uh, I just said that they were all done, and and yeah. and just said that they're you know they're like um, you know QVC salespeople right now, but they don't have a product anymore. I enjoy it because I think they're the biggest dirtbags. I don't care if somebody's anti-Trump. Uh, there's a lot of people who are anti-Trump, um, but those guys are especially dirtbaggery uh, and you know uh, centric and and. Um, and Rick Wilson is a bad human being, and the, this whole, you know, this game they played. Everybody knows. Everybody knows how dishonorable that particular game they played is. Mm-hmm. You can be like Jonah Goldberg and be anti-Trump and elucidate as to why that is, or William right. Crystal, or, or any George Will, any of these guys. That's one thing. These guys are just simply prostitutes. And <laughs> yeah. But not as honorable as actual prostitutes. They're the same people that drain the Tea Party of money, mm-hmm. sucking the life out of that movement by right. getting consultant gigs. So I look forward to packs. when the Jacobins get yeah. them, and uh, <laughs> couldn't happen to a better bunch of uh, better bunch of folks. But I don't want to talk about any of that stuff, Alice. I even have, I even have all sorts of sound here. I don't even want to talk about that. I have a punch list of stuff I want to talk about. One, the chickens. Right, yes. Little Jerry Callahan. Oh, my goodness. We thought he was gone forever. Let's talk about yesterday morning. I was mm-hmm. um, I was lying in bed. It was in the morning, and I heard the... You can usually hear the guinea fowl, the guinea hens. Mm-hmm. They're very loud. Sometimes you can hear they're sounding the alarm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, they're sounding the alarm because somebody closed a car door somewhere right, within uh, a mile of here yeah, or you something. Could, you could, <laughs> but this was, this was a prolonged screaming they were doing yesterday. And then I heard... A different sound. Different. It sounded like a, a an animal in pain, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Geez!" So then I look out the back door, and there it is: a hawk trying to murder a chicken on the <laughs> ground. They're rolling around with him. He's got a chicken on the on the ground. This was Zippo, I believe. Right, Zippo the chicken. 
So I yelled to Alice. Alice ran out the door. I almost had video of it. Alice was downstairs. She ran out the door, and the hawk flew away. The the chicken gets up. He's okay. He's banged <laughs> up. He's okay. But meanwhile, that's one area in the backyard, right in front of us, in there, in there, where our um, patio is. There were the feathers of little Jerry Callahan. Everywhere. They were strewn all in two separate levels. Not just small feathers. Either. Yeah, big feathers. This was a, and so little Jerry Callahan is nowhere to be found. And we're like, geez, this must be part of a two-phased attack. Right. That they've murdered him. We're like, damn, because that's my favorite chicken. He's a really, <laughs> he's a really, she. She, he's a really <laughs> good and fun chicken. He's smart. He comes around. He's independent. He walks around. Like, sometimes I'll walk up the driveway and he'll just, like, walk next to me. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but he's cool. He's very sociable. And he's a nice, nice dude. And so that's little Jerry like Callahan set. is a hen, by the but way. So we was like, that sucks. That sucks that we that we that we lost him. So, but a so couple then, chickens anyway, are missing. Then, uh, the, so the, yes, then other chickens are missing. There's three so then missing. We so then Alice. Uh, I heard a noise in the shed. Yes, go ahead. So I go over to our shed, and our shed has like a sliding barn door on it. Mm-hmm. So I go and I slide open the barn door. And there's chickens in there roaming on the ground. So I kind of shoo them out. They're not supposed Just to be in there. Unusual because we, we didn't realize that they could get under the, li- yeah, the lip normally, of, the door, of the door and squeeze in, which we, yeah. they'd never done this before. Yeah, they will go in there if the door's open oh, right, and, hang out. and chill in there. Um, but they but normally if the door's closed, they won't this go in there. But you can shed, so this is like, you know, 15 You can kind of like lift the barn door. <clears throat> not ridiculously small. It's Yeah, you can kind of lift the barn door a little bit like... Okay. You could get under there. Dave has gotten under the door and gone in that right. shed before. So underneath. So anyway, they're in there. They've obviously like somehow squeezed themselves under the door. I go in there. I start shooing them out and something flies across over my head inside the shed. And I was like, is that a chicken up there? What is going on? What it And it flies back across the shed the other way. And it's a hawk. A hawk is in our shed flying around the poor chickens are terrified so i shoo them out still no sign of little big badass hawk in the shed in the shed flying around won't come out so i shoo the chickens out i shoo them over into their um chicken coop which is attached to the shed and um they i shut that door so they can't come out again so that they're like all closed up for the day but still no sign of little jerry so and the hawk is still in the shed so i leave the shed door wide open hoping the hawk will exit and um, so now we're mourning little Jerry Callahan. Right. There's an extra. So there's, there's been two hawk attacks, at least two, you know. And so we don't know what, when, and where Jerry got killed. But we're like, that that sucks. That's our favorite guy. Yeah. And then and then I saw something moving around in the shed, but I didn't couldn't find my glasses because why would my glasses <laughs> be anywhere when I need them? So I wasn't sure. And I got Alice, and she looked, and there we saw a few hours later. It was little Jerry Callahan alive in the shed. In the shed, the hawk apparently the hawk fought him. All the chickens fled into the shed. They st- they squeezed mm-hmm. up into the shed, and the hawk must and have the hawk ran after them and squeezed in too, so they can continue the battle. Thankfully, the hawk I, needs like to dive, and so it, the hawk needs room to operate. It can't really go in for the kill in the shed. I left the uh, shed carefully uh, hoarded. With a thousand <laughs> pieces of old gym equipment, et cetera. So there's plenty of places for the chickens to kind of hang under there. And it was on, it was, wasn't, you know, wasn't the kind of place a hawk had a free reign to try to go kill him. So he just stood up on the raft. Yeah, the hawk hung out in the rafters until <laughs> so he, he decided he couldn't get any more chickens right. that way. And then he left. And then little Jerry emerged again. Uh, missing quite a few feathers. Yeah, but... he's banged up. He's got a little <laughs> couple gashes here and there, too. I mean, I can imagine how, how what a fight that was. This is the second time that chicken that we know of has fought. It's been more than that. Well, yeah, this sure. one has fought a hawk because he's the only red one, and they go for him, and he's incredible, and he's alive. So that's it. That is good. <laughs> Little Jerry's okay. But yeah, our yard is essentially a buffet for hawks. And if our right damn now. dog Dave would stay out in the yard, not have to come in, and if our other dog Pepper wasn't a jerk and wouldn't jump over the fence and run out and would stay in the yard, then we wouldn't have hawk problems because hawks want nothing to do with the dogs. But that's what it is. So we're dealing with hawks right now. I just I, I, on Twitter a a woman, maybe she's a listener, um, tweeted me that a hawk grabbed her cat last year, and like she scared it and dropped it. Whatever. I'm like, Jesus, these bastards are. 
Some of them, some of the hawks that I see here mm-hmm. uh, are freaking huge. Ours is relatively small. Yesterday. Yeah, the ones we've seen. The one that was sitting on the fence leader that you got on video might yeah. have been a little bigger. But I've seen them with like seven feet, big bastards, big B-52s um, up, yeah. up near the... Scary stuff if you're a chicken. Yes. I can't imagine. I'm, I can't believe that... Our chickens have fought off hawks this many times. Like, I can't believe they're alive to tell the tale. These are some tough chickens. Who, who even knew? <laughs> who knew that hawks are, like, so bad at, at, like, finishing off their prey? So, another thing we did today is the law came down on us just a couple of hours ago. We were at a friend. A friend has a son who just turned eight. eight and they rented out an entire movie theater. And I haven't been in the theater, I don't think, for a while. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to have. So it was only like 12 of us in this theater. And our kids got to run around. It was great to mm-hmm. do it. We saw the movie Elf. I'm not a. Um, what's his name? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I don't get Will Ferrell. I think he is not funny almost ever. I don't get it. I don't get him at all. But I usually like James Caan. And I liked Holly McClackley. Or what's her name in this? Zoe Deschanel. Yes, yeah, she was very cute in this. And um, and uh, I, the movie was better than I thought it would be. But um, and after that, we uh, it's very interesting how was this James Con the dad. Was yeah, who he is? Oh, okay, Alice from the know. Godfather. Sonny Corleone. He's Sonny in the Godfather. Yes. Oh, I liked Sonny in the Godfather. Yes, of course you did. <laughs> okay, yes. well that all makes sense. I liked him, um, although he did kind of remind me sometimes a little bit of Andrew Cuomo. It's Attorney General Andrew Cuomo. For you else, um, so um, so anyway, so we went to this thing and um, we stood out afterwards. It was so, uh, you know, post nuclear war. <laughs> it's very because weird. there's the whole mall is empty and there's Christmas music being pumped out yep. of some and there's like some all kind lights. of speaker somewhere. But there's almost nobody in the parking lot. But we went to the parking lot and hung out with them after a little bit mm-hmm. and they had cupcakes or whatever. And it was just so odd. Mm-hmm. And even the movie theater, which was totally empty, except Very for good. us and a couple of other people. Who and the staff, probably were also renting And the movie staff theaters. had to, like, we had to go tell the staff we needed somebody at the bar to get a beer. And so somebody would come over to the bar and unlock the tab. Mm-hmm. It, was, it felt like, like the, the registry in Moscow, you know, must right. be to get your license renewed. It's like, it, it was, was very so, strange. Slow, bureaucratic. But we were talking about the idea that, that, a nice looking place. It's the AMC Theater in Methuen. Nice mm-hmm. staff. Nice. Everything was great. But uh, but we talked about the idea that that could be the last time that our kids, ages mm-hmm. 10 to 2, ever enter a movie theater. All the theaters could close, could go out of business. Yeah, this could be done for movie theaters. I mean, this is really cool and great that they're renting movie theaters to groups to watch movies privately. And they came in with like their backpacks on to fumigate the theater with whatever antiseptic spray they come in to do it after mm-hmm. we were there. Um, so it's like really clean, really safe. You have to wear masks unless you're eating or drinking and you just go in and watch a movie and, but they can't be making no a normal amount of money. There's, I mean, or anywhere close to it. It's a maximum of 20 people in the theater. Um, I mean, I don't know how much our friends paid for that, but it, it can't have been like a crazy amount of money. And they said it was cheaper because we watched Elf instead of like a new movie that was out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they can't be making any reasonable amount of money doing that. It's no. just there's I mean, no I, way that's cost effective right. compared to having all the movie theaters full like they would be on a normal Saturday two weeks before Christmas. Like, yeah. And that's going to be gone. I mean, it's it's so interesting. Well, I did hear one theory. What? Um, So you know how, like, Amazon put all the bookstores out of business, but now Mm -hmm. they've started opening bookstores? Mm -hmm. Um, What if, like, Netflix and Amazon and, I mean, even, like, Disney start buying movie theaters and recreate, like, the studio system from the 30s or whatever. And, Hmm. you know, and then they start showing, like, you can just go see the Netflix new release stuff in the movie theater. Because Netflix is doing fine during the pandemic, you know? Right, but isn't the value of Netflix that it's a much better experience than the movies? I mean, I think the movies are kind of a fun experience. Well, it is fun, and it's different. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean... The Netflix means you can have everything that you want now, a billion, million choices. You can pause it, rewind it, whatever. Everybody, flat screens are cheaper than ever, and little 
audio bars, etc. Yeah, but it's fun to go out and see a movie, and it wouldn't even necessarily have to be new releases. I mean, people <coughs> like to do it with new releases, but we went to see Elf, um, Chunky Cinema Pub, which is another theater we like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing Die Hard screenings. Oh, really? For Christmas, yeah. Oh, I thought they were closed. Uh, the one in Massachusetts is closed. Yeah. The New so Hampshire Chunky Cinema up here, I don't know if you if you have them where you are. This is like just long tables. This is really... This is really like plates of nachos, kind of. <laughs> it is really gluttonous. It's uh, great. I love. Oh, chunkies. it's great. And, and, and they have table of, service. Usually, there's a the bunch of kids, theater. so it's you know everybody. But they have 21 plus nights, and but, they're showing Die Hard for Christmas. You can go see. I, it, I just like, don't. I I, I I don't see. I also think that there's some people who will never stop social distancing to a, a certain level, who are scared. And well, you see it now. I mean. So I was looking for stuff today for the show, and there's this Bill Gates clip. Did you get that one that I sent you? I don't know. But it's Bill Gates saying things aren't going to be normal till 2022. Uh, you know what? I have it, but I, it just made me angry, so I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to have it. So it's Bill Gates saying things aren't going to be normal till 2022. And then like you scroll down into the Twitter replies, and you see, and there's a bunch of people being like, well... You know, now that we know that masks like stop the flu, we should just really all wear them every year. I think like this is great. We should right. just all wear masks. All- and that's not the first people I've seen say that. <laughs> like I've seen my liberal friends on Facebook say this. Like, are you kidding me? You love this so much. You love the masks and the snitching and the not getting to do stuff that much. You enjoy this like police state nonsense. But some people just love this, I guess. Some people think this is awesome and want it to go on forever. I don't like. I don't get the yeah. appeal, but some yeah, people no, are into I it. People are just have been touched. We're not. We weren't, <laughs> no, it's true. We're not. As Americans, we've had it too good for too long. We're not used to any kind of trauma or any kind of disruption of our of our lives. So everything is traumatic for us. So of course we suck at this. So, but you know, you wonder though, like what are the things, the experiences that the kids will never have? Mm-hmm. You know, like you. I took those classes at the Ritz Carlton, mm-hmm. right? The etiquette classes are very yeah. famous. And you know, did you have high tea at the Ritz Carlton? Yeah, so we had high tea, and then you eat dinner at the restaurant, which is um, right. So that's in that's in Boston, um, and it's um, like the make way for Ducklings book is written that time. That Ritz Carlton is no longer there. It's it's, it's a the Taj, Taj. right? Yeah. It's no longer. So that like experience that is not available. I used to work at the Ritz for a brief amount of time, mm-hmm. and. You know, we had elevator operators when I worked there that they used to perfume the mm-hmm. elevators, and and it was, it was really... probably around the time <laughs> I had the etiquette class. Well, right, well, yeah, and and these were, um, and we meticulously had to put out the famous Ritz Carlton blue glasses, et cetera, and mm-hmm. it was just a, it was like the old time kind yeah. of. I love and that. The Ritz. Is that is gone? I haven't. I don't know if luxury hotels like that even in America are around anymore. Mm-hmm. I barely see a hotel with guest service agents, Bellman and Dorman, anymore at all. I think, yeah. Like a, I mean, most Mar- don't even Marriott have a mini courtyard bar anymore. Essentially where, well, mini bars, I think, were always loss leaders. But yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and that's a shame. Mini bars are fun. Um, mm-hmm. But like, so those things, like the kids, kids won't have, you know, they won't remember that. And you know, like, and there are things that, that folded up by the time I was a kid. Like, I've never been to a drive in theater. Those were gone by the time I was, mm-hmm. for the most part, gone. Well, now they're like back. Well, right. And well, now, yeah. <laughs> now they're really back. <laughs> You're right. Um, but you know things like that, and uh, like also, I mean like, malls. Like I... any kid now who's will never know the reason or what or how to like operate a payphone. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no more payphone. I mean, they're the right. occasional like drug dealer still uses a payphone somewhere. <laughs> if but, they can find one, I don't right. know. Can they? Like a, to go in a phone booth with a door that closed. I mean that mm-hmm. that whole experience that's not there. To have to make a collect call, which is you know ha- oh, half, yeah. how half the calls we made when I was a kid, um, you know is is gone. They've they, like none of it. I, I we, we we as a joke we got well not as a joke. My my brother got my daughter a boombox, um, for Christmas last year, and we, we might as well had them you know at Mission Control in NASA. They had no <laughs> idea to turn this on. Like, do what? what? I mean, they just they have touchscreens, so it's like everything's done for you. <laughs> but um, but there's so many of those. That, like they'll never know. I mean, they'll never know. Um, they'll never know what it's like to have no way to get information. Mm-hmm. They'll not. They wouldn't know. I well, mean, there right, was a, like, there was a time where 
it's six o'clock at night since the libraries were closed. There was no way to tell unless you had an encyclopedia who the sixth president of the United States was. Right. There was no way that that was knowledge that was not attainable because mm-hmm. there was no, there was no nothing. If you didn't have it, and then, <laughs> you just I mean, you could it. possibly have somebody BS and make it up. <laughs> and that was your bet. Your choice was to believe this guy who I don't yeah. believe generally, but I've got nothing else. Or even if you like saw a movie and you were like, what is that actor from? And you like couldn't figure it out. Then you were just, that was it. You just didn't know what yeah. he was from. Or <laughs> you didn't know what actually, else he was in. That great song that we heard today on mm-hmm. the way back from the theater, we heard this great song. <clears throat> this great song. And with Sound Hound, you know, it could tell you just who's the song. That used to be. If you heard a great song on the radio, tough luck. You could possibly call the radio station. Maybe you'd get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'd help you out. But if, they, if you got through, but we heard this great song today. It's called, by the way, the song is called, what is it? History. Uh, this song is called, hold on, history. This song is called Don't Walk Away by the Heavy Hours. The song is great. I suggest you get it. Great song, right? And it was right here. Well, so I, well, these are things our kids do have. But, you know, like other things, like movie theaters, all those wonderful bars in Boston, and there's so many restaurants that have closed that they'll never know. Like, imagine, imagine, like, if the Red Hat closes, something that's been, and I don't know if they have closed, but something that's been there since Scully Square days, since mm-hmm. vaudeville days, bang, gone forever, just gone, gone. Anyway. Well, yeah, and I would be more confident that this stuff would bounce back if half the country didn't seem addicted to the idea of being locked down. That's what I just don't get. Like, I mean, I would be confident that mm-hmm. maybe not movie theaters because they were already kind of having trouble competing with streaming and stuff, especially now that there's precedent for movies to skip the theaters and go straight to streaming. But, you know, that would be a problem for movie theaters. But, like, restaurants, I would think, and bars would come back. People like in-person bars. Look how millennials have, like, made the craft brewery a thing and, like, going out to hang at breweries. Mm-hmm. That's, like, you know, I would be confident that this stuff would bounce back and be here again, except there seem to be all these people who are like, well, we're just going to have to get used to the idea we're never going to gather in groups again. And you're like, wait, what? We're about to have a vaccine. Like, why would we never gather in groups again? We're just going to have to wear masks from now on. Like, why? It why is remarkable. would we do that? I don't right. get it. <laughs> like, why this do they like it so much? This piece of history that we're in right now is remarkable. So when we were out after this movie and in the parking lot in the remote section, there's, you know, 12 of us, mostly kids, uh, five, six, seven of kids, whatever. And yeah, adults just adults. shooting the breeze uh, for a few minutes. And... And um, a truck pulled up, and this woman with a badge came out, and she said, "Hi, everybody. I'm just really going to need you to uh, wear masks." And she was handing out masks yeah. with the blue Methuen logo, and she was really nice. She mm-hmm. was really nice. She and was she, awesome. was a, she didn't want it. She was great. So, by the way, City of Methuen, whoever was doing that was was great. Um, <clears throat> and the masks are cool. Yeah. Now we have Methuen masks. <laughs> Yeah, I wear masks more often if I got free swag everywhere. (laughs) And for for you listening as well, go back a year ago, and if you somebody told you a year from now you'll be standing out in a parking lot, and a government official is going to pull up and hand you a mask to put on, you would be like, "What? How would we possibly get here for that to be something that happens?" (laughs) And a mall is going to be closed, and you'll hear Christmas music coming out of it, but they're. There's no people around, um, and the movie theaters are all closed. And I mean, you would think that it's a, a post-apocalypse. It's very weird that, that that we something would would have had that we would be at war or mm-hmm. something wouldn't make any any sense whatsoever. I mean, right. this is so well. And what's incredible is yes, we all know that people are dying from coronavirus. We've heard, we've seen the news too. But there's no evidence that any of this stuff actually stops people from dying of coronavirus. This is in the category of we have to do something, so we're doing something, and we don't know if it works, but we're doing it anyway. Right. Like, there's well, no, 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 right. There's that, no that... evidence that any of this stuff, like, 
we're paying people to go up to random people in parking lots and hand them masks to put on, but we don't know that that actually does anything whatsoever. Right. We're just doing something <laughs> because there are people whose job it is to give us guidance. So they're giving us guidance. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily sound guidance, but I mean, obviously the mask thing is kind of intuitive. It makes yeah, a bunch of sense, of course. Spit doesn't fly out of your mouth with masks. <laughs> And it would be harder to get in with masks, uh, I assume, as well. So right. that makes sense. So why not? I mean, it is, it's a reasonable measure. It makes a little more sense indoors. But, but okay. But I mean, to, 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 to say that it's, I mean, and, and also saying, listen, there are 300,000 dead. And to use it for people to say, oh, my God, you know, there was somebody had a sign saying, let us open up or whatever, some kind of sign. To, you've got people saying, we just had the equivalent of another 9-11 yesterday. Well, that's different, okay? Yeah. This is a virus that's, you know, sweeping across the world, and we're losing people. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. You can't – we have a 9-11 a bunch of times a year in cars as well, okay? <laughs> but we need to drive. We need to operate to an extent as humans. Mm-hmm. You know, We need to drive. We need to, trans- to transport ourselves. We need to leave the house to do stuff because we are here in this country to live and operate. Right. That's, that, that's not disrespectful to the dead. That's not saying, but this idea that if you if you're somebody who's got a problem with that, that's what this is. This is Donnie Deutsch, who's obviously well, an idiot anyway, yelling at half of the country because these people don't seem to care that people are sick and dying. They just want to be able to go out there and live their lives as normal. Maybe there are fifty million jerks in this country. Maybe that's the sad truth. And how do we manage that? Because Joe Biden is doing everything right. And when you see that sign and you see maybe there's a chunk of us that really suck as human beings. Maybe that's a reality. Right. And I just talked a couple of days ago to a health expert who I like very much and another person in media. And they were both agreeing, saying, I can't believe I've walked past these restaurants and there are people in the restaurants. And like, what are you crazy? Are you crazy? There's 300,000 dead people. But the problem is that the people in the restaurants are trying to live like humans. Well, right. I mean, it's the same thing like the airplane rules after 9-11 that didn't do anything. You know, it was like, oh, we right. now all have to take off our shoes at the airport because one guy was going to have a shoe bomb that probably wouldn't have worked anyway and didn't make any sense. But OK, like so now we all have to take off our shoes. Like, why do we have to take off our shoes? Like this doesn't. Is there any evidence that that saves lot? Nope. Nope, we just you just have to take off your shoes now because this is what we're gonna do because we have to do something because somebody was gonna try to blow up a plane with a shoe. So and then if you say anything, you're like, well, nine eleven happened though. Well, like sure, but you know, I still don't want to live in a country where a government official demands I have to take off my shoes everywhere. I mean, you still have to take off your shoes to get on an airplane now. 20 years later, what, where's the sense in any of this? But it's the same thing. And if you think that the masks are going to go away, it's going to be the same thing as with the stupid shoes. We're still going to be doing masks 20 years from now. And if you say anything, people are going to be like, but remember the coronavirus? 500,000 people died. And, <laughs> and, and you can pay for, the same place you get your passport, <laughs> you can pay for an express check-in to airplanes for a yearly fee. Mm-hmm. So... Then you don't have to get molested by the guy, and you can just walk right in. Well, if if, if the new Muhammad Atta wants to bomb a plane, I get I get the feeling he's going to pay for one of those. You know, I'll, I'm, do you mind? I get one. Uh, you know, I don't frisk me pass. I mean, it's like but, who are we kidding? This large bureaucratic uh, rules are in. Uh, you know, maybe they're good faith and good, well intentioned. Right. But for Christ's sakes. And Back they don't off. do anything. What does do something are not are measures that we're not going to do here. We're just not going to. I mean, the reason why China and Korea and these countries have been able to cut it off is because the government has access to every single person's cell phone location data. And if you test positive for the virus, they round up everybody who you came near because they know who you came near because you right. had your phone with you and they paying everybody who's been anywhere near you and lock them in their houses. That's not going to happen in the United States. Like, we're just not going to do it. I mean, and that's that's great. I'm glad that we're not going to do that here because I want to live in a free country. And there's minuses to that, obviously. We can't control the pandemic as well as the authoritarian state can. You know, but, but you know, that's the trade-off. That's the trade-off. You can live in the surveillance state that tracks your every move and grades you right. on a scale of how good a citizen you are and knows everything you do and 
you know, that's that's great. You know, they do try and kill doctors who try and warn about coronavirus getting out and everything else. But, you know, once they finally acknowledge there's a problem, then they can control it pretty well because they can control everything you do. So those of you who want to live in a country like that, there's those countries are out there. You can go find them. There won't be coronavirus, but you'll have other issues, you know. So and I, I pick this, you know, occasionally people are going to fly planes into buildings and kill a lot of people, you know, and, and there's not much we can do to stop that, frankly. Right. Like there's and, not, uh, we couldn't stop the next 9-11 if we wanted to. You well, just, right, right. And also, it's, you know. And we can't stop coronavirus. <laughs> we, we can't do it, you know. But it makes everybody feel good to run around forcing people to wear masks and shutting down restaurants because that helps somehow in, in their heads. That, then that's what we're going to do, I guess, just to make people feel better about that we're really trying very hard to stop people from dying. Well, Alice, in the good side, we're lucky. Because in January 20th, mm-hmm. during pandemic times, thankfully, we're going to have a doctor living in the White House. Oh, thank God. I mean, time, you know, about that really time, makes me feel better. Yes, but, and I was pleased about this, but then a very ugly, or as Dan Kennedy, who gets government money for being on public radio uh, once a week, I assume he gets paid, um, uh, who teaches at Northeastern University journalism said somebody wrote a demonic, 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 <laughs> uh, Wall Street Journal opinion piece. Guy named Joseph Epstein wrote this piece about um, about uh, Jill Biden, Madam First Lady, Mrs. Biden, Jill, kiddo. A bit of advice and what may seem like a small, but I think is not a a not unimportant matter. Any chance you might drop the doctor before your name? Dr. Jill Biden sounds and feels fraudulent, not to say a touch uh, to say a touch comic. Who would say something like that to a doctor? Your degree is, I believe, an ed d. Uh, doctor of education. Right. A doctor of education earned at the University of Delaware through a dissertation with the un- a promising title, <laughs> student retention at the community college level, meeting students' needs. Wise man once noted that no one should call himself doctor unless he's delivered a child. Think about it, Dr. Jill. And forth, forthwith dropped the doc. <coughs> I taught at Northwestern University for 30 years. This guy, those days are over, by the way, sir. Oh, yeah. He's been eliminated With, from their website. Correct. <laughs> Without a doctorate or any advanced degree. I have only a BA in absentia from the University of Chicago. In absentia because I took my final examination on a pool table at headquarters company Fort Hood, Texas, while serving in the peacetime army in the late 50s. I do have an honorary doctorate, though I have to report uh, that the president of the school that awarded it was fired the year after I received it, not, I hope, for allowing my honorary (laughs) doctorate. During my years as a university teacher, I was sometimes addressed, usually on the phone, as Dr. Epstein. On such occasions, it was all I could do not to reply, read two chapters of Henry James and get into bed. It'll be right over. I'll be right over. So yada yada, he writes this kind of snarky thing about uh, Dr. Jill Biden. And... I'm totally with him. I have no problem with with Jill Biden. She's a maybe she's a great person. Who knows? I know that she's good at defending her husband. <clears throat> I like the dogs. Um, there have been there was an, an also an LA Times story a few years ago about her really kind of insisting to be called mm-hmm. a doctor because she just got her uh, doctorate in the last decade or so. So. Um, which is cool, by the way. Like, I think it's cool when people go back to school at older ages and do stuff they've always wanted to do. And, like, you know, her achievements are great. And um, as something of a college woman myself, uh, you know, you call your professor's doctor in the classroom a lot of times. That's what they introduce oh, themselves. Jesus. But, you know, you're How in a classroom. But you're in an academic setting. Jerks. Yeah, but you're in an academic setting. It's Dr. Whoever, Dr. Whoever. That's what universities are. Oh, it's sort of like God. The, part of the this thing. This is why I'm a cutter. I don't, like, fine. I don't mean cutting my wrists. You mean cutting class? Cutting class. But I don't I don't respect that crap. I, I think get it's, it. It's I a get total it. pretense. It's, it is pretentious, but, you know, that's their world that they're in, right? Like, that's where that's where the doctorate counts, you know? That's... It's like when you're in the military and you get addressed by your rank. Like we've you get got our, our superintendent, or you get called sergeant, but you don't go around and like correct the grocery store clerk for not calling you sergeant when they're checking you out and putting stuff in bags. Our guy, like, our guy is a doctor here. Our superintendent, mm-hmm. it's Doctor B or Doctor C or whatever right. it is, 
And I don't like like in the time of COVID, I'm getting messages from a doctor. I would I would if I was if I had a doctor, and I don't think I do. If I did, I would be embarrassed to ever use it, ever use it if I wasn't a doctor. You know, ever. I mean, I, I get it in the classroom, in in a university setting. Like yeah, that makes sense because that's you know it's like using your rank in the army. Like I said, that's the context in which you're called that. You know, that's what it's for. But um. But, like, you don't just demand – if you're in the armed forces, you don't just demand to be called by your no, everywhere yes. you go by other people. Doctor. That's what's weird about the doctor thing. And in English, doctor has a meaning different from the meaning it has in academic circles. Um, it traditionally means in English, in modern English, where we speak it in America, uh, it refers to a doctor of medicine, an MD, or other medical professional sometimes. Um, but, yeah, you don't... If you go up to people and you're like, Hi, yes, I'm a doctor. The <laughs> assumption is not generally that you're an overeducated teacher, <laughs> which is what Jill Biden is. Right. And so um, so that brings us to this Whoopi Goldberg cut that one of you guys suggested that we grab. This is Whoopi... A, a- few months ago talking about how thrilled she is that we're going to have a new doctor it's in the White, White House. Klobuchar is almost certainly, I, I, certainly going to be on the short list the for, for vice president. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll ultimately be his running mate, but, yeah. but, 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 but she'll be on that list. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah. Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. His wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would been never been. do it, but she, it, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was I a doctor like, in PhD. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I could don't be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a I think she's, not she's, she's oh. a teacher, but, you know, <laughs> might, might be good for Betsy DeVos's <laughs> post. <laughs> yes. Yes, she's a hell of a teacher. That's what I meant. Right. Well, John, I, I like the team effort trying to bail Whoopi out. She's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. She's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. Jeez. <laughs> <sighs> well, you know, you can't. It affects the credibility of your whole show if it turns out one of your hosts is a total ignoramus. <laughs> so, you know, you all have to jump in to try and make it seem like she was trying to say teacher the whole time. <laughs> so in the doctor, in the hell of a doctor's, um, in the case of the hell of a doctor's, uh, you know what? Okay, should I? Should, is it time for this? Okay, we'll we'll get this done really quickly. <clears throat> the hell of a doctor's um, uh, stepson, Hunter Biden, was uh, actually asked about. Somebody in the media actually asked a question after some moron asked a question that wasn't about Hunter Biden. Somebody actually asked Joe Biden about Hunter. How soon do you plan on taking the coronavirus vaccine? Thanks for asking. That's very helpful. That's really <laughs> important. Did Hunter Biden commit a crime? Have you spoken to your son, Mr. President-elect? Proud of my son. Proud of my son, he says. So there you go. Did Hunter Biden commit a crime? I am proud of my son. Well, I mean, you don't really expect him to go, yeah, he committed a crime. Right. I mean, although he could have said, like, we're cooperating with the investigation, we expect him well, to be fully cleared of all wrongdoing or something. Well, I mean, it's the chicken bleep answer that he gave. Mm-hmm. And it's also a politically safe answer. Um, it, well, but, that worked it, but, before, too. But also, it's also a kind of odd answer because what exactly are you proud of? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand people by default are proud of their kids just because they're proud. But this particular kid is not... Somebody I necessarily proud of him for what? Well, I mean, this did sort of work for him before, though, especially when and I feel like this was kind of wrong when like the text messages got published with like him and Hunter, where Hunter was kind of saying like I screwed this all up for you mm-hmm. and like blah blah blah, and the and his dad well, I was like comforting him. I feel bad for him, and but- like that was sort of a little low that those texts got published, and like I thought Joe Biden actually came off kind of good in those, and I think the sort of answer. Before mm-hmm. the media did, in fact, confirm that Hunter Biden is actually under investigation and the New York Post was right all along. Well, hold on, um, Alice. But one second, one second that, um, you know, that that was kind of a good look for Biden to be saying, like, they're just attacking him because he's dealt with addiction problems like so many of our kids in America. And, you know, I'm still proud of him and he's fighting this off. And like, that's kind of the best tone you can take with regards to a Hunter Biden, if that's your kid. Right. Like, that's the best. 
kind of way to be. I don't know that if it applies when they're in trouble for failing to report. I think saying I'm proud of my son in this context is not a good thing. <laughs> when to you say. when you uh, when they uh, skipped reporting four hundred thousand dollars worth of income from a company that you canceled an investigation into. I got to into. busted That's- chewing and screwing, Alice, um, out of the. Howard Johnson's restaurants in on Montfell Ave in Stoneham, mm-hmm. nineteen hundred, probably eighty and eight or eighty and nine. So was your <laughs> I didn't dad actually proud? get busted. I actually didn't get my friend John, who's probably listening. He got busted and ratted me out. <laughs> got informed. I got away. Prisoner's I actually, dilemma. I, the actual the security guys confronted me in the street. I acted like Rain Man. Because that movie was out, and I had my jacket all disheveled and all over my head. I know, maybe I threw my jacket away, but I have, I went in disguise undercover, and those guys and asked John me. John was son, like pointing over there, like that guy. <laughs> no, no, get those him. guys asked me if I saw. I was already too far away. If I saw um, anybody, and I was like, yeah, I saw somebody over there. He was over there and there, and there. I was like acting like Rain Man, my best Dustin Hoffman mm-hmm. from that thing. And they went, they ran, and I was like, oh my god, that worked! I can't believe it. And I was winded, obviously. Man, that was I remember those first moments of me and him deciding that we were going to screw out of this restaurant. Mm-hmm. So we had we ate chicken, we ate the chicken fingers whatever the time. And then like walked like slowly out of the table and then ran towards the door and the moment we got even towards the door, we heard guys say, "Stop, stop right now, stop." Security knew. And then they to open that door. Open the door and then just hear no noise, but running, trying to run through the bushes, and they were gaining on us for the second, and running and running and running and running, bushes, 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 the trees, the woods, over the street, and they got him somewhere. And I, he was a faster runner, but they must have. He, we must have split up. But yeah, they busted me. That's right, they busted me, and then. So were your parents? No, they didn't proud? bust me. So so, but John went. They busted John. His mother picked him up. I went. I didn't know that he had gotten busted. Mm-hmm. I went over to his house and was like, "John, John, John," and he said, "Yeah, they busted me. They already know." And I said, "Really, John?" And then his mother came out and like tried to push me down the stairs or something. <laughs> she was very upset at me. So then, but then, so that's when he told on me, whatever. And my dad, so so my dad, he said, "Why'd you do it, man?" And I said, "I just was bored. Wanted to see what it was like." And he said, he asked me if I was proud of it. And I said, uh, no, not really. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not proud. I can tell you that. Well, I'm well, thoroughly embarrassed now by this. Well, thing. it was quite an exhilarating thing, moment. I can tell you that. It was not an honorable moment. And I wouldn't, if those security guys had found me and like beat the crap out of me, I had a camera probably. <clears throat> and if you were the waitress, I'm sorry about that. That was not honorable. And I think we probably had money. We were just idiots. So, because um, boys are idiots. I'm glad you got caught. <laughs> I didn't go. I got ratted out, Alice. Um, you were apprehended. Uh, I'm pleased. I've, Justice was served. <clears throat> so, so anyway, so but if anybody was to ask my dad at the time, did your son just get busted for shoplifting? He would never have said I'm proud. <laughs> it's just an odd. It's an odd thing to say. It's just like a disjointed thing to say from the topic. You don't have to say, you can say, I don't want to talk about that right now. Uh, you know, we've all got challenges, whatever, or something. But just proud just seems like an odd thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's really like, like he's an awesome kid. At that moment, too, proud? No, doesn't do anything for me. <sighs> that restaurant's gone, too. My kids will never know what it was like to eat at a Howard Johnson's. Did you ever go to one? I didn't eat at a Howard Johnson's, but I took swimming lessons at a Howard Johnson pool when I was a little kid. Well, they, that's something. They used to, it used to have a Chili's next to it. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, why did I get on that? Because Joe that? Biden said he was proud of Hunter when the media asked. Oh, that's right. So let's go a little bit since the the media here. I want to go just into a little bit of the evolution of where the media has been on Joe Biden. This is from the Media Research Center. Um, and this is like last year and the eight months ago. When there was already dirt on Hunter Biden, the media, having never reported anything, this is their Iron Dome defense, just shut everything the hell down. I just want to deal in fact, because there is so much speculation out there and there is zero evidence that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden did anything wrong here. We should note, again, and you, you and I have said this on the air many times, there is no evidence that Joe Biden was you know, involved in any wrongdoing. Of course, I want to note that there is no 
evidence that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden has done anything wrong. I just want to reiterate. And let's be clear for the viewers. There is no evidence Biden did anything wrong. We're going to sit here uh, patiently and wait to see if there's evidence. <laughs> We're not going to look into it, make if phone calls. If somebody produces some, right. we will try not to notice it. I'll note again, because it's important. There is no, I repeat, no. There is no evidence that either Biden did anything illegal. There's now, and of course, they would never think about reporting on the speculation. There's no, no. evidence. No, we're not going to report on speculation. One doesn't report mere speculation. Right. That would be irresponsible. Exactly. Like if exactly. somebody had a dossier right. or something, With that would be, you can't just report on that. beds and golden stuff. You and can't just report on that without verifying the information. Right. There's been no evidence. There was no evidence. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. There is not an iota of evidence. No, no evidence Biden, Biden did, did anything, anything wrong. wrong. There's really no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Nobody's ever accused that. Uh, it, 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 I mean, there's no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Got that? Joe Biden did nothing wrong. Hunter Biden did nothing <laughs> wrong. That's a good mashup. Well done, it Media is. Research Center. So, so then when the New York Post story comes out. Mm -hmm. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence uh, operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information. This is just, uh, you know, days before the election, and this is what they're doing, just shooting it down. Mm -hmm. The Iron Dome. There's also, I believe, no evidence that it's Russian disinformation. Whoa, 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 whoa. You should found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Yeah, part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks, hallmarks. of a Russian. Or Russian, Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a class example of the right-wing media machine exactly there you go the right-wing media machine <laughs> all the hallmarks hallmarks is a great weasel word it really <laughs> is that's the best by the way i want your stories if you've ever chewed and screwed or uh dined and ditched or whatever you call it uh out of a restaurant i would like to know what restaurant when you did it what was the fallout afterwards um, and I want to hear your crime stories, as a matter of fact. I also was uh, apprehended, this one really did get me, uh, guiping cassettes from services merchandise, something, a place my kids will never get to go to at all. But I was pinched um, along with a friend of mine for, at the service merchandise. And later on, years later, I was with his brother in Chinatown when we ran out of a restaurant there without paying. I was also busted then. But I was busted. Did I tell you the story? I never told you about the Chinatown restaurant story. I don't think so. It's incredible. It was a crazy night. So we're in there. We're having it's the restaurant in Boston where you have cold tea, or you used to have cold tea. So it's like two thirty in the morning, whatever. And we ordered cold tea. Is that like bubble tea? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Alice. <laughs> what does that mean? You don't know what that means? No. It means beer. Oh. So you'd go to the, the waiter and say, we want cold tea. And they'd bring you <laughs> a tea kettle full of cold beer. Oh. So that was a thing that I was keyed on. <laughs> I didn't know about in, that. In uh, 1993, <laughs> 1994, whatever it was. So anyway, we were there having our cold tea, eating. At, at this time in the morning, it's 2.30 in the morning. This is, talk about the Star Wars bar. The people eating there are, <laughs> are a, there's a good fair share of crackheads. There's like uh, undercover cops, mafioso people, uh, mini prostitutes, uh, you know, j drunken college kids. It's like the dregs. <laughs> it was a place of ill repute. The food was delicious. So we decide that it's a good idea for us to chew and screw. Once again, we had money. This is stupid. So, so we. Jeez, I can't. I'm I can't embarrassed really, by you. I can't tell this story, and it's. I, I was 20 years old. I probably wasn't even 21 then. So, um, so we, whatever, head towards the front door or whatever. We maybe mm -hmm. went, went to the bathroom, whatever. And we l go out of the restaurant and bolt, boom, take right out of this restaurant. This waiter, the guy, was on us in a second, and he's saying. He had a Chinese accent. He's saying, I, "I, you stole from you stole from me. Get back here! Get back here!" Right? And this guy's 
enraged. He sounded like he was going to kill us. But we're flying through the combat zone. And we split off. Keith, his name is, goes one way. I go another way. I'm like, oh, my God. This guy was really loud. He's you stop, 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 stop. He was really angry. I thought, Jesus, this guy's going to kill me. But anyway, I go as fast as I can. I had moccasins on at the time, which is really smart. <clears throat> and I went, and he's going after me, going after me. And as I'm running, and he's, he's still tailing me, and I was a young guy in shape back then, or at least young. I wasn't fat. Anyway. And this guy's on me. And I'm running, and we run past this prostitute, Alice. Mm-hmm. And his prostitute joins in and starts yelling to, you son of a, you stole from him, you stole from him. And I'm like, what are you, do? how did this happen? So Hey, working people have to stick together <laughs> when jerks from Winchester yeah. come and try and screw them over. So I'm dying there. I get around the corner. I find, I go under a truck and I hide there. Under this truck, I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. And I'm dying. I'm dying. My chest hurts so much because, you know, you don't out of nowhere just suddenly sprint for your life. And I can hear this guy yelling in Chinatown, yelling in a combat zone for me. He said, Where are you? You stole from me. You stole from me. He's really angry. And I'm like, This hmm, guy's going to catch me and kill me. And she's <laughs> yelling too. This a prostitute, this woman is yelling too. You son of a. And she was as angry. And I'm like, Why is everybody so angry around here? Because you were stealing from them, as they indicated to yes. you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like scared to death, but after a while I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And a cardinal mistake. I scurry out from under this van where I was lying under the car, take a few steps, and this guy's now on me. He's got me by the arm, and he rips off my watch. He's, you son of a bitch, yelling at me, and the, the prostitute is scratching me and pulling me, like trying to beat me up. And I'm like, Jesus. And these guys start walking me back, walking me back to um, towards the restaurant. And this... um. This, um, then when they come in up to this cop, the guy was a very badly dressed cop, and he's also mad at me. You son of a bitch. And I said, I said, I, I, my, my friend's dad is a Boston cop, Boston cop. And he was, and I couldn't think of his name. And he's going, who? And I said, uh, uh damn, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have, I'm getting, I'm getting carried back to the restaurant now, being apprehended <laughs> by this very angry prostitute, dressed like a prostitute. This, this, Good. You deserve <laughs> it. I did deserve it because it was stealing from them. And the Chinese the guy, the, the 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 waiter, he was very angry at me, and he should have been angry at me. Um, and and um, you this cop, Tifa. This cop now is pulling me, and everybody's pulling me. And this guy, the, the waiter, stole my watch that I had, and they're pulling me back into the restaurant, and they pull me through by everybody. Through the dining room into a room in the back, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and I'm being held there. Meanwhile, the guy's still yelling at me, and the prostitute is there yelling. And, and the, I'm like, "Who's putting? Are you guys the prostitute in the car? Are they putting on a show for the the owner of the? I don't know who's. And this is such a. And I was like starting to like enjoy it because like, this is so extraordinary that I'm in this position right now, <clears throat> where all these people from different walks of life are really angry at me. And then this guy comes in, the the owner. And I think he was a uh, he was an Asian guy, in a full white tuxedo, and this guy has presence. And he everybody backs off when he walks in, and I'm like, holy Jesus, this is <laughs> this is a man who I don't want to be upsetting, and I believe I just have, and I'm going to end up as in mini dumpsters very shortly. <laughs> and he walks over. And he, so some one person, the cop or the prostitute or somebody had grabbed my wallet and he's looking at my license and he said, Tom Shattuck says you're from Winchester, Massachusetts. Why would a nice kid from Winchester come into my restaurant and steal from me and take from me and take from this waiter and do this to me? Why would you do this and dishonor yourself and disgrace yourself? And this guy's like getting to be i'm like shrinking like man this guy is twice the man i I will ever be he's probably um a fellow who is uh connected um and i might be in real trouble here so i like threw myself on the mercy of the guy Mm -hmm. you know and said i i I screwed up i was a jerk i'm sorry about that sir i am and he said i'm gonna Give you, he said, do you have money? And I said, yes, I can get money. He said, I want you to go across the street to that bank machine, go get the money, get me this much, whatever, 
and 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 pay me. Was it like approximately the amount you owed, or was it yeah? Like, no, it wasn't. He wasn't you know, like he could have said five hundred. <laughs> but so I got the. I will go to the bank machine. I pay the money. I go back. I give him the money. I said, by the way, uh, your guy there, the the waiter, took my watch. He stole my watch, and he said to the waiter. <laughs> He said the waiter, you the, yeah, are the, really bold. I, by the way, I went in like a year later and asked the waiter and again, and he said, "No, I didn't. I, I don't even know. I don't even know you." Bastard stole my wallet. He did take it. That was well, his. That was revenge. Tough luck. Yeah, it was a. It was a so anyway, so the, and this is how, of course, this stuff works. So then I get them. They give me my belongings back. I take the walk of shame out of the restaurant again. <laughs> this is a big open restaurant. It's all just open tables. So they mm-hmm. saw me. I walk over, and then I step out to onto the street. And then my friend, who was there with me, then pulls up in his truck. Tom, get in. Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, she's Too late now. Yeah. You missed everything. (laughs) You missed everything. It's all over. We've paid. (laughs) I have, uh, I need to get a tetanus shot because somebody's (laughs) six inch long uh, fingernails have been driven into my skin. Um, But uh, okay. One last thing before we go, Alice. Okay. Okay. I was on a Todd, Todd Feinberg show on WTIC 1080, mm-hmm. and Todd asked me a question, and I'm going to ask it to you, Alice. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. I'm going to take you guys, listen to me, take you to the experience, Todd Feinberg show, ask me the question. Starts with the bumper music. And I'm asking you, too, if you're listening to this, I want you to be able to answer this question. Well, here we- you know the song, Alice? Uh, no. That was Crossroads. Here we go. It's a Thursday afternoon. Tom Shattuck is here. Thomas, the delightful newspaper guy, radio guy from Massachusetts. Hello there, Tom. How are you, Todd? What a beautiful day. Oh, stop being so banal. Who cares what kind of day banal. it is outside? Life is about these small occasions, Todd, where we can make uh, <laughs> observations and appreciate the surroundings and the miracle that is this earth. And damn it, I'm enjoying um, this day. I'm enjoying these well, times. Well, fine, if that's... If she's with material like that, you know, it's <laughs> no, no surprise. I'm uh, welcome back every week. That's how you want to be. If you want to be all pleasant and, and starry-eyed... <laughs> Questions coming. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I wanted to run something by you. Uh, Producer Mike said he was... When I, when I uh, was talking to him a few minutes ago, our first conversation of the day... He said he was taking out a, a test to find out what his political compass was. It's called politicalcompass.org, hmm. a political philosophy test. So I'm going through these questions. I came to one that just got me really excited. And tell me what, how you would answer this one. And the answers are agree, disagree, or strongly agree, strongly disagree. Okay. Those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. Alice? Yes. You believe yes? Yeah. It doesn't seem to be unfair to you? Um, The reason why uh, better medical care exists and is eventually available to more people is because people with the ability to pay uh, have paid for it. So, you know, a lot of things start out as being... Um, like only for those who can pay for this better thing, the faster test, this, that, the other thing. But like, you know, a great a great example is like a lot of these pharmaceutical drugs. The reason why, you know, European countries are able to I can I can turn the phone back on. The reason why like European countries or Canada are able to negotiate lower drug prices is because uh, the pharmaceutical companies developed the drug, knowing that they can make the money to fund their R&D from Americans who pay for the drug, you know, full price. So through through their health insurance well, just, in most cases. To Americans. Why not. is it fair that one person will be able to afford a, a procedure or some kind of health care and person B, because of their economic situation, can't afford to? Well, they could crowdfund it. That's what a lot of people do. Um, for things that aren't that are beyond the scope of normal stuff, concierge, doctors, um, 
you know, plastic surgery, these things that are sort of more boutique. Like, oh, oh, dang. <laughs> Jesus. That is terrible. All right. We'll continue this tomorrow, Alice, since Alice is a concussion <laughs> right now. I hope you can afford the uh, the uh, CT exam. Uh, yeah. So we are the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Email us, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com, uh, parlor at burnbarrelpodcast. You can find us on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there to watch our videos. Um, send us a comment on there. Hit like. Like. Oh! Oh, dang. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.